Is the grass greener on the other side? We interview South Africans that have made the move abroad to hear their stories, the good and the bad. We ask the questions like how they got here and why they made the move, as well as some lacquer stories in between. I'm your host, Warren Burley, an expat South African who like many followed the dream of working overseas. So grab a castle, some biltong and join us on South Africans Abroad. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, this week we go all the way to Queensland in Australia. Um, somebody that's always had a dream job of mine, uh, Kent Roberts. Kent, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good, man. Um, Kent, do you just want to tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Okay. Well, as you know, my name's Kent, and um, I uh, originally from uh, Durban, Belito, Pienemaritzburg in South Africa. Um, moved up to Joburg uh, to do that dream job, job that um, there, you know, that you speak about more. Um, the scuba diving instructor, where I got to teach you um, how to dive, and um, met my wife uh, up in up in Joburg. Um, and uh, now I've moved over to Australia. Well, as a scuba instructor, there's probably no better place in Australia, right? Well, you would uh, you would think that. Um, but when I got over here, um, there wasn't a lot of diving uh, happening because a lot of the dive shops were closing down, just not making enough money. And, and it also depended on where you landed in Australia. And are you still a scuba instructor? No, I'm not. I'm not teaching scuba diving at all. Um, I'm still. I'm still current as a as a scuba diving instructor. Okay. Um, just just so that I can you know teach friends and family and anybody that wants to. Right. Um, and still do a lot of diving at least once a week. Um, you know, in in my hometown uh, on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland. Um, but no, not working. Okay. Not working as a diving instructor. Okay. So if you're not a scuba instructor anymore, what exactly are you doing? So I actually run a, a charity um, uh, for the homeless uh, in our little town. Um, so our town basically ranges from uh, from 100 kilometers from one end to the other okay. um, on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland. So... Um, what we do is we just we help the homeless, um, people who have become homeless due to circumstances. Right. Um, what? Yeah. We we um, do rental subsidy schemes. Uh, we actually have two uh, op shops, which are shops with secondhand gear. Okay. In them, um, you know anything from clothing to furniture to bicycles to tools, you name it. People have donated those items yeah um, and then we sell them in our shop okay um, and then the money that we make through our two shops goes to people helping people pay their rent that's definitely different and and you're making a difference yeah well that's exactly it it's, it's a very it's a big difference to what I what I used to do yeah um, but it's it's really rewarding um, and it's you know it feels so good to help people. Yeah, that's awesome, and uh, that must really feel good. And tell me, how long have you been in Australia now? I've been in Australia for 10 years now. Yeah, absolutely love it. Yeah, I'm sure it looks absolutely beautiful out there. Do you ever go back home for holidays or anything? 
No, we've we've never been back to South Africa since we came to Australia. Okay. We just we just never um, you know needed to go back for for anything. Right. Um, and we and also when we first came to Australia, we we really came with absolutely nothing. Okay. Um, so you know, money money back then was just yeah. It was it was tight when we first moved over here, right? Um, and so to go back wasn't an option back then. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the more we lived in Australia, the more we we wanted to explore other places. So we ended up traveling, you know, in Australia. And why Australia? I mean, what made you go to Australia of all places? Well, <laughs> Australia because um, about I think it was about two years before. We moved to Australia. No, four years before we moved to Australia, I came to Australia on a holiday, mm-hmm. a big family holiday, and I absolutely loved it because it was exactly like South Africa. Okay. Um, the the temperature, the the landscape, everything. There's some areas here where I'll be driving down the road, and I could be I could be driving down the road in Durban. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. Um, but what actually ended up happening was my older brother moved here okay. way before all of us. And he kept saying, oh, you guys have got to move to Australia. It's amazing. It's beautiful. It's really good. My aunt and uncle moved here and lived in Sydney, and they were the same. You've got to move to Australia. It's beautiful. It's lovely. And um, so Australia was, you know, was, Definitely one of the choices. Yeah. Um, as you know, my, my wife Becky, she's um, <laughs> she's Bulgarian. Okay. So one of the choices was Bulgaria. Right. Um, it's a big weather change in Bulgaria. Yeah, but then I looked at that and I was like, uh, it snows in Bulgaria. It's cold. No, thank you. And has there ever been, or will there ever be, thoughts on going back to South Africa? Um. No. No. They, you know, you know what I say to everybody that I speak to when they say, "Oh, do you want to go back to South Africa?" I say, "No. You know what? In Australia, I can relive my childhood, right, with my kids. Okay. I can drive. I can drive up the beach, fifty to a hundred kilometers up up the beach, pull off somewhere on the beach, chuck a line in the in the water. You know." And have a have a have a barbecue on the beach, not you know not think about anything. It's it's exactly like I did when I was a kid in South Africa, going up the Cape Bartle Beach and going up Mapelan um, Beach, you know, and yeah. going to Swadona Bay and then and just hitting the beach. Okay. Um, you know, going going down to the beach and fishing at night and you know that sort of thing. Um, yeah, definitely just. Just reliving my childhood with my kids, um, you know, in Australia. I think firstly we should make a rule on the show never to say barbecue, okay? Because <laughs> even though everybody calls it a barbecue everywhere else in the world, it's still a South African braai, okay? Yeah, it's a braai. <laughs> now that that's out of the way, um, visas. Tell me about the visa process and what visas you guys got to go over to Australia. So we actually struggled with visas um, initially. We because Desi and I made the choice 
to come over. We went through an immigration lawyer, and uh, he was he just gave us such a runaround for probably about three three years, and then my aunt got us. She said, oh, "Are you are you definitely um, keen on coming to Australia?" We said, "Yes, we definitely." She said, "Okay, I'm going to get you in touch with my immigration lawyer," and within three months, we had our visa. Okay. And um, Desi ended up um, working for a company here in Australia, quite a big company. Um, and she ended up coming over on a working on a working visa. Okay. Um, and then they moved us from Sydney to Adelaide, Adelaide up to Queensland. And in Queensland, we said, no, this place is amazing. We're not leaving. Yeah. And what visa are you on? No, so now, so back then I was, I was, on Desi's visa, traveling with her as you know, as her partner, right? On the same, on the same, I think it was a four, five, seven long stay working visa. Okay. Then the company that she worked for loved her, so what they did was they sponsored her, and we applied for permanent residency. Okay. Through through the company, which meant Desi had to work for the company for another three years or so. Right, um, which she did, and then we applied for our citizenship once the four years. Because once you got your permanent residency, from that date, four years later, you can apply for your citizenship. Okay, because they say Australia to get a visa in Australia is a lot easier than like the states and the UK. That's why a lot of people are well, going there. Is that true? I don't. I don't know that that's true. Um, I mean, you know, the, I haven't really looked. Look, look, my brother, my brother is in the process of trying to come over here, and he's been. Um, I think he's in the sixty-day period of a ninety-day period of waiting for his visa to come through. Okay. But it's been, oh, it's been months, um, years uh, since he applied for it. So it definitely takes a very long time to get a visa. I think if you're the right age and you're the right, um, you're in the right industry, you could probably get a visa tomorrow. But if you if you don't tick all the boxes, you 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 wait. Yeah, it seems to be um, it seems to be like it everywhere. I mean, we waited a long time to come here. Like we did our visa process, it took us three years. And it was also yeah. quite a lot of money. And then now we are citizens. That, that that actually went quite quick for myself and my wife. But my son, yeah. he's got a waiting a waiting list of like two years. So I think it just oh, wow. yeah, it just depends. You know, it depends on the circumstance. There's there's something called a government in in you know in the way, um, and it's their choice at the end of the day what what happens and how it happens. Yeah, exactly. And any regrets, Kent? No, no regret at all. Uh, I I love Australia. Um, I look at I look at my my life here, and I almost I think I don't know that I would have all the things that I have here in Australia in South Africa, right. just because I don't think I would have made you know the the kind of money over there that you would need um, to have that kind of lifestyle over there. Yeah. Where, yeah, you can, you can have a, you know, 
a really cruisy lifestyle here with very you know very little income. I don't I don't make a lot of money, um, you know, working in a charity. Yeah. Um, but yet, you know, I can still, you know, drive a nice car and live in live in my own. We bought our own house, and you know, we've got two beautiful children, and yeah, you know, there's absolutely no regret. Yeah, and 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 what was the most difficult part about moving over? Um, I don't. There, there wasn't. You know what? When when we moved, we kind of. When we landed in Australia, we just kind of said to each other, "Look, this is our home now. We we have to make it work." It was it was difficult in the beginning days because we we moved to Adelaide with nothing and nobody. There was no family. There was no um, you know nobody was down there to to help us with anything. Um, and Desi was in a very very um, like um, low um, income, yeah. Because and and also I couldn't find a job at all okay. um, when I first moved over to Australia. I couldn't find a job anywhere. Um, so for about six months, I didn't work. Okay. Um, which and and you know I looked for a job. I applied for everything you can think of, even packing shelves at you know the local supermarket. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. Just there was nothing at the time, and um, so but we both look back on those days and go, you know, we we didn't have much, but man, we we, we did it, you know, yeah, we were fine, yeah, because you can still you can still have you know those little luxuries over here because your money goes a little bit further, um, but there were times where you know. We didn't have any, and then, and that was fine. You know, we knew we knew it was just a term. Coming over here, I, I mean, even the people I've spoken to, the friends we have over here, everybody goes through the same process. Like the first five years yeah. is so hard. Like in 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 the yeah. US, it was very hard for everybody. Uh, we all have the same stories, you know. Like we were also packing shelves at at supermarkets, and I was packing boxes at Amazon, uh, trying to get into the industry, which was very humbling. You know, at first, mm. um, but also very difficult. Was there that period for you over there? Yes. So when when I finally got a job, we were living in a complex here in, in Queensland, and the, um, the the body corporate manager of the <clears throat> of the apartment, he came to me. He said, "Look, and, you know, you haven't found a job, but can you can you clean floors for?" you know, a couple hours a day. So I said, yeah, sure, I can do that. That's no problem. Yeah. So I can pause for, for three hours a week to start off with. Then he said, oh, can you can you mow lawns? I said, yeah, I can mow lawns. He said, okay. He got rid of the guy mowing, the company mowing the lawns. He said, okay, you mow the lawn. I'll buy you a lawn mower. So I started doing the lawn. He said, oh, you can do the gardening. So I said, okay. So I got into the garden. Started pulling weeds and trimming and, you know, becoming the garden boy. Yeah. And um, and that that went from three hours a week to three hours a day to full time. Okay. Um, doing maintenance, doing painting, doing you know any any kind of job that I needed to do, putting mulch down on the garden. Um, 
you know, uh, cleaning the pools, cleaning the braai area, um, you know, at, at the complex. And um, when I looked back, I was like, oh, man, I'm the garden boy here, you know. Yeah. Uh, this is this is not something I would normally be doing when you come from that, that nice life of scuba diving instructor, you know. But I looked at it and I said, you know what, I need to do it. Look, I think... You know, as a South African, I mean, we're not lazy. That's one thing that I think the rest of the world is finding out. And we'll go and we'll do anything, you know. It doesn't really matter Absolutely. if it's cleaning gardens or cleaning cars or, or doing whatever. But I think would you – I'm going to say this very carefully, but would you do something <laughs> like something like that back home? Because, you know, I feel kind of very humbled since I've been here. Like being back home, I would never have gone to Amazon and, and applied for a job to pack boxes. And I'm sure you would never have yeah, done no. a garden service. No. I mean, so it's, so it's obviously changed your life as well. I mean, it sounds like everybody who's having this experience is you have to come down to size and you have to go, okay, well, I've just got to do whatever it takes to, to feed the family and to, and to get this thing going. You know, it's kind exactly. of taking two steps backwards, but we don't mind, you know, as hard as it is. It, it just seems like, oh, well, we have to do it. Yeah, you know, no, so, exa Exactly. That's exactly it. And tell me again, if you had to give anyone advice on coming over to Australia, what would it be? Hmm. Um, coming over to Australia, um, oh, I suppose I'd just say be patient with the, the visa process um, because it, it does take a long time. And, and make sure that when you do the application, that you know everything is exactly the way it should be um you know uh, i hear a lot of people doing the application themselves and i, I, I just I, I think oh you know you, there's so many little boxes that you've got to tick to be able to get in here um there's a lot of good immigration lawyers out there but there's a lot of uh, you know there's a lot of immigration lawyers that do take their time yeah, also take advantage um, so of seeing that as well. Yeah, take advantage of, of yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we, we had it firsthand, you know, the guy just, um, he just took forever and then we handed it over to somebody else and they got us in three months. Yeah. Yeah, I think they, some of them try and milk you for as much as they can, eh? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it's difficult when you're, in, you're all the way in South Africa and they're sitting in you know, Sydney, Australia. Exactly. Um, you know. Yeah. Um, so actually, the guy, the guy who did our visa, when I eventually got over to Australia, I phoned him, and I said, "I'm on the Sunshine Coast," um, and he was actually in Brisbane. And um, I said to him, "Look, you you took money from me um, that you didn't use for anything for my visa. I want it back." And he said, "Oh no, no, it was part of the visa thing." I said, okay, no, that's fine. I'm on the Sunshine Coast. I'll just drive down to this and I'll come see you in your office. The next day, money was back in my account. <laughs> yeah, it's different when you're face-to-face, -face, <laughs> eh? <laughs> yeah, it's very different when you say, well, I'm actually just up the road. I'll come see you tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I'll come visit you. And he's like, ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we, can chat, we can just have a little quick, quick chat about the money, Yomi. <laughs> yeah, we can we can just have a chat about that money. See what you what yeah. you use it for. I mean, people that probably don't know, but uh, you did mention it before. You taught me uh, scuba, which I still do quite you know quite a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember 
quite clearly that every time we did something wrong, we would have to buy you cream soda. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the, and 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 you had quite a cream soda addiction. Um, yeah. Are there products and stuff from South Africa that you miss over there? No. So it's 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 so funny, but the the town that I live in on the, the Sunshine Coast has got three South African shops. Okay. And they all within oh probably ten fifteen k's of my house. Oh, nice. Um, and I can I can buy you na- you name something I can probably buy it from the South African shop. Yes, I pay I pay a fair bit more. Yeah. Um, than your general um, drink from a, you know supermarket here or whatever. Yeah. Probably a, do- a dollar a dollar or two more. But at the end of the day, you know, you feel a lot. You feel like a little bit of bullcrap. You can go and get some. You feel like you know something, a treat from South Africa. You can go in there and get it. Nice. Um, and it, you know, even if you if you're into beers and everything, you can get all of that alcohol, whatever. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't matter. Like you can get most of the things from South Africa. Are you are you not making it on Bolton? Uh So I have. I've made it a couple of times. Um, but there, there's a few guys here now who um, are making it, and and they, they just they're doing it at a really good price. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a lot easier just to buy a kilogram from them, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we got those shops over here as well, but they're so expensive. Eh? So, you know, you treat yourself once in a while and just go get some stuff. But also. I'm feeling lately like the, the, especially the cool drinks and things, they're not tasting the same. I think they've taken all the sugar out. And so it's just really like the Pernutros and the, the things like that and the Rusks that we really buy. Yeah. Um, but everything yeah. else is tasting very different. I don't know if it's because we're getting used to the food over here. Um, yeah, it could be. But I must say the meat in South Africa is still the best. I, I find that um, the the chips, the, you know, like the Simba chips and that sort of thing, yeah, they've got more. They've got more flavour than the, than the Aussie chips. Okay, okay. They've got a lot more, a lot more flavour than the than the Aussie chips. Um, but you know, when you when you're eating a, a chip from your 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 home country, you know, and it, you know that that flavour brings back memories and things like that. It, you know, it doesn't. It always it's always better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One final question for you: um, Is the grass greener? For me, yes. <laughs> For me, it is greener. It is greener on the other side, only because I get to, you know, I get to live that life um, that I probably couldn't have lived in South Africa. Um, you know, currently I'm actually um, I'm sitting on a balcony looking over the Whitsunday Island in in far north Queensland on Hamilton Island, um, where my parents live, and. Um, you know, I'm about about to go out on on the boat and go and um, you know snorkel some beautiful reefs and um, that sort of thing. And there's just no way I could have done that in South Africa. No, it know. sounds sounds like the life, man. Well, Kent, yeah. Just yeah. Th- thanks a lot for being on. Really appreciate it. Um, uh, thank you for having me. I'm glad to see you doing well. And uh, yeah, man, we miss you in the waters. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> thanks, Kent. Okay, bye. Uh, thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to hear a piece of home every week from all over the world.
Until then, Cheeky Tuesday. <laughs>